What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for your time and for your company today. Uh, super excited about this, uh, today, about today's episode, episode 83, firstly, uh, which is a super cool thing to be able to say to have kind of made such a uh, a, a wonderful series of, of these episodes where we get to talk to some fantastic people from Blue and Green radio presenters to uh, a range of incredible artists and musicians. So we're very, very excited uh, for today's episode to have the company of the fantastic Deborah Jordan and the equally fantastic Simon S. Uh, the release of their brand new EP under the Sun Circle moniker has just been released. It is called Life Stories. It is a fantastic project it follows a 12-year hiatus for the duo uh, under the sun circle uh, project in 2009 they released their debut album and it's a stunning piece of work so uh, today's episode is incredible to be able to sit down and to talk to each of them i've had the company again through this podcast series of, of playing host to them both individually we has we had a great episode with uh, Deborah uh, at, during the release of her Seat in the Dark album so it was about a year ago uh, that we first had um, Deborah on the uh, the podcast and we've also been a, incredibly fortunate to host Simon uh, twice in the past year as well so a uh, quick mention to uh, the last episode that we had with Simon uh, kind of really delving into Futuristica uh, at 15 which was the obviously this is the milestone year of the 15th uh, year for the label so um, that's a great episode uh, to kind of to listen to for Futuristica fans and um, yeah to really pick Simon's brain about some of the static staggering releases that the label has been very very fortunate enough to boast uh, and speaking of those incredible releases Life Stories is certainly one of them as we said a uh, wonderful wonderful EP and um uh, yes, overdue, but they have a great reason uh, in and just that how incredibly busy that they've been uh, in the interim. So it's it's, it's a real joy. Uh, I remember I finished the episode when we recorded this. I probably shouldn't say this, but when we finished the episode, I was super excited i thought that was great that was great and uh i <laughs> when listening to it back and and just sort of tidying it up i'm like i talk a lot in this and it's solely from like a, a very overly uh, enthusiastic kind of I, I geeked out basically that's what's happened here and i apologize <laughs> if it comes off a little bit kind of unprofessional or anything like that but it was yeah, I was super excited to kind of be able to, to talk to them both uh, for this. And as I say at the beginning, it's something I'd really wanted to do for a really long time. So um, I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm thrilled with the episode and I apologize uh, to them if I... <laughs> 
<laughs> if I yeah, if I did um, uh, geek out a bit too much, but they they've indulged me and I'm very very happy. So I, I yeah, I have no doubts you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Uh, regular listeners of the Blue and Green podcast will know that we feature two songs per episode uh, uh, our guests uh, in this case Simon and Deborah will be picking the uh, closing number for this episode but I have the luxury of uh, picking the opening number and I couldn't think of a better song from the the brand new EP than the title track so we're going to play Life Stories uh, right now quickly 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 though before we do uh, a very quick mention that the Blue and Green podcast runs in conjunction with blue in green radio the online internet radio station that broadcasts from london and is super fortunate to be hosting shows from across the whole world so uh we'd love your company please check us out at blueingreenradio.com you can find our stream there as well as the full backlist catalog of the blue and green podcast so i uh, very much hope you'll you'll check us out and um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very sure you'll enjoy it, uh, what you hear, uh, in particular this episode. So let's go straight to Life Stories by Sun Circle. And then when we return, uh, we'll have the wonderful conversation uh, with myself uh, just hanging out with uh, Deborah Jordan and Simon S. Thank you very much, gangs. I hope you enjoy the episode. We journey through life We rise and 
how are you both this is such an incredible joy to be able to talk to you both this has been in my my head for probably about i was trying to work it out for probably about eight or nine months i think um the first time deborah and i spoke you mentioned just at the end that there was new sun circle music coming and then I was very fortunate to kind of make the connections with you guys that I did. And this has been like, hmm, they're both proximity wise. We should be able to get them together. But whether, <laughs> whether I'll get them both on a microphone is a whole new thing. So this is a, this is a, a bucket list conversation for me. So I'm super excited. Oh, man, it's great. To, great to speak to you again, man. Thanks, my friend. dude. How are you both? You both well? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't sound very convincing, does it? Yes. (laughs) As Deborah was looking at me, going, (laughs) (laughs) "What's wrong? What's wrong?" (laughs) Nothing's wrong. It's just you know, it's just still weird, isn't it? Uh, Just uh, life in general. You mean like? uh, Yes, it is. It's super weird. But we're we're living under the promise of. uh, I I I have my doubts. Forgive me for them, but I I have my doubts. Will it will happen but we're living under the promise of things returning to normal by june yeah not happening. it's ambitious isn't it it's that's not very happening. ambitious yeah very. yeah it's sort of i think mid-june isn't it that's when they're saying you can go to any restaurant you want any uh, uh the gyms everything's going to be open that's that's what they're gearing towards and that's a petrifying thought it's i'm not filled with comfort <laughs> with it at all <laughs> but isn't that the weird thing that actually having any kind of normal life is a petrifying thought oh, these days yes yes that's a that's a great point it's it, yeah I don't know <laughs> but we should be talking about you wonderful people and your your incredible yeah. new project which uh we're, we're a day into now it came out yesterday we're talking the day after the release of Sun Circle's Life Stories EP congratulations firstly it's a wonderful project um how, how do you feel about kind of revisiting this after after all this time? Um, wow. It's a long time, right? <laughs> it's a long time. 2009. Oh, don't really? Yeah, I was going to hit you with that later. Re, uh, Reborn came out in 2009. Oh, my Yikes. God. And wow. Okay. That's interesting. Because, <laughs> you know, that didn't come out as soon as we made it either. That oh, was wow. Like okay. Year after, probably. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. We're slightly overdue. Yeah, yeah. Just blame it on me again. I'm so slightly overdue. It's funny, isn't it? When you're in the same house with someone for like that amount of time and you just do all these other things and then you go, oh, we should maybe do something, I suppose, living in the same rooms and having the same studio. It's kind of weird. Is there kind of trepidation about it? Is there any kind of, do you think it would have been sort of just something you're like, well, we can do this at any point? Or is there a reason you think that you didn't delve into this a lot sooner? I, I mean, just life, really. Um, you know, life for for both of us being, you know, what it's been. And I'm not saying that's all bad. It's just been quite full in a lot of ways. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it's not like it's 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 a blasé kind of notion. But it's it, you just think, oh, well, you know, let's sit and do something. And you kind of do, but then you don't. And there's been things on and off the table for a long time. You know, we've, we've had projects that kind of would have become Sun Circle many years ago, right. but we just, we just didn't get around to doing that. Other things came up. You know, Deb's been working with other people. I've been doing projects. Mm. So, you know, it kind of just 
leave it sat there somewhere and, 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 and go back to it. And then I went back to a few things a while ago and thought, we just can't, we can't release this. It's too old. It's just, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it, it should feel now musically and just, you know, connections and, you know, kind of just, how that links into things it's interesting you say that because like i mean obviously for this i I, i've been listening to reborn quite a bit recently and it's incredible how like undated that sounds that sounds like it could have come out yesterday oh wow do you guys have you has it been a while since you each listened to that album yeah when did it come out 2009 2009 (laughs) (laughs) no really has it been that long yeah. Oh wow. So dead, probably. I mean, I, I yeah. genuinely don't tend to listen to my own music an awful lot. Wow. So um yeah, it gets made and it goes out and occasionally listen to bits on the radio and things like that, but I I don't generally kind of sit at home listening to my own music. There's there's too many other good things out there to spend <laughs> time listening to than to listen to my own stuff. I'm always really interested when people say that because I suppose I mean, I always think, well, A, you should absolutely be proud of what you've what you've put out, you know, especially of the quality of your, your own music. Ultimately, um, the stuff that you've released before, it, it's it's glorious stuff. It, it, you know, it's absolutely should be heard and celebrated. And it's interesting that you uh, I don't know, you don't have that sort of I suppose when you've make it, it, it is different. But mm. uh, I think you're, you're completely entitled to. To, to have that appreciation for, I think, the work that you've done. That's, I think part of nice it is think. that you're constantly working on the next thing. Yeah. So um, generally when something's out, you're not necessarily working on it right up to that point, you know. Um, so you're, you've generally kind of moved on and you're working on something fresh, something new. So you're more concerned about working on that and getting that right than what you've already done i think so it's it's a strange headspace Hmm. yeah it's it's, it's a headspace that lasts for about 12 years but um... (laughs) (laughs) in our case (laughs) so so simon do you not listen to stuff or your own stuff as well then i mean i i listen to it when i'm trying to like in context when i'm trying to put mixes together you know or just just looking at where the label is at and and you know doing stuff with you guys and people that have requested mixes and things Mm. So I kind of reflect on it a little bit then, um, but it's again, yeah, I think Deb's right. You're kind of if you're listening to new things you're involved in, that's what's in your head. You know, you're listening to that hundreds of times a week, and when, when you know when we made the last Sun Circle thing, you know, you're you're, you're creating that and listening to it constantly. So you can't. It's not that you get sick of yeah, it, yeah. but you, you kind of just go, okay, well, I've, that's done now. We've moved on hopefully some other people might like to listen to that. And that's, that's what it's for. Um, but, you know, I, I did listen to it a couple of times. Well, a couple of tracks before we spoke today, you know, about this, because um, just to get it fresh in my head a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's cool. You know, I'm really glad we did that. And it's, it kind of just reminds me of a time when we lived, we were in a, I think we lived in a different house. We were, you know, um, hanging out in a different way with people. I think we were in London then. Um potentially is certainly recording a lot of that mm. and I think we finished it when we moved to Bournemouth um like on a little laptop in a in a in a like a bedroom oh, wow. you know it was like a completely di- is it, the way that happened was a completely different way to how we make music now so you know it's it's in- interesting thinking about that process now mm. are, there, are there any songs that for each of you that 
just sort of stand out that you kind of remember and you kind of think uh, when we made that you kind of thought yeah we, we we really nailed it with that one or any ones that sort of stand out that you'd really hope pull out against uh that, you, that that stand the test of time for you guys after all this time i think my two favorites are stars fall down that's the first time i ever heard from that project so that one's a real special one for me as well yeah yeah, me too. That that one just holds a place in my heart for some reason. Mm. I, I and I can't even explain why, but it does feel like a special one to me. Um, and I think the addition of of Julian Ferraretto's strings just took it to another level. And then the raps and rework, mm. you know, it's, it's just got so many magical elements to it. Um, and the one that I absolutely remember recording is my story. Ah, my other favorite. <laughs> we're in sync as always um yeah I literally remember um going to our studio which was at that time in the bottom of our garden Mm -hmm. and um just went off to the the studio on my own and literally was listening to the track and and kind of had this mad stream of consciousness and just started writing all these these lyrics and this melody and um it it just came together so fluidly and so easily which is unusual for me when I'm writing yes I remember um, you saying last time we spoke yeah <laughs> so yeah it was it was a different experience so that one definitely um is in the memory banks of wow songwriting can be an easy and pleasant process <laughs> <laughs> how about for yourself Simon any ones that really stand out for you well I think my story for what what Deb did on that yeah you know, that's that's the one that I think for me um connected the most uh just just you know the, the lyrically and and what she did vocally mm. just just yeah on that on that on that loop basically the masterpiece of a song yeah really really worked so so well i love i loved you know yeah i think it, I, I i often put that you know if people ask me to do mixes of futuristic as you know right. kind of music that's the one that if i have to put one of my own things on from sun circle that would be the one i do because right. it's, it's it's mostly deb's Deb's thing and I love it I love it for that it's a great yeah masterpiece of a song it really is um did you guys ever was there a conversation back I guess in 2008 as you said when you initially sort of sat down and said okay let's let's do this this project and this is what Sun Circle is going to be was there a conversation as to what it would be did you want it to sound a certain way or was it a case of yeah let's do this and then we'll just we'll make music in that moment and whatever it is then that's what it is or did you kind of go in and sort of think, let, we want to do it in, in a certain way. We want it to be a certain thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I remember distinctly sitting and, and we hadn't talked about doing a project at all. Um, and I, I did a track that became, there's an instrumental on there, the theme, right? Some sort right, of theme. Some, yeah. So I was learning to use newer logic programs. And that's what I did. I, I kind of put that together and thought, okay, I can, because I hadn't used Logic for quite a while. Um, the last Logic I'd used, Logic program for for, for music sequencing, was was a really old version of Logic. Um, and I, you know, and it'd been years. So I, I that was just like a kind of a, a fresh, like freshen, freshen up of you know my my kind of Logic. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say skills, just kind of, <laughs> you know. Attempt, attempting to, to to create something, and then Deb, I think, said, "Well, that's nice. What else have you got?" So I was, like, well, I don't know, and kind of put some stuff together, and she started writing to it. So it it kind of came out of nothing, as far as I 
Yeah, I, I remember it being a more kind of organic thing than, than a kind of let's sit down and decide what we're going to become mm. as, a, as a group. Um, <laughs> I think Sai makes so much music. I mean, the, the beautiful thing with, with Sai is that he just seems to be constantly inspired, whereas I tend to have slightly more of a phase-driven uh, attitude. Mm. Um, so he will just end up playing me loads and loads of beats. And usually I... I'm in the blessed position that I get to cherry pick um, from all of those. Um, and can I go, can I have that for my album? Or that should be a Sun Circle track. Or um, sometimes he'll have other ideas and go, no, that's for Georgie. That's for Caro. That's for whoever. And I'm out in the cold. So I'm, I'm just grateful for what I get. Um, <laughs> but no, with Sun Circle, it is, is very much, um, it's, it's a very natural thing that we, we just seem to know what feels like a Sun Circle track as opposed to either a Simon S solo album track or a, a Deb track or, you know, something designed for someone else. Right. So w fast forward uh from from 2009 to uh well, i guess 2020 is probably when you started uh the sun circle stuff is that right i started sort of revisiting it um it was there a discussion or, or further back okay okay <laughs> well when you consciously started to kind of make uh new sun circle music yeah. is it again are you kind of like well did you find yourself sort of rooted in the music that came out with Reborn? Or was it a case of, well, no, if, if this version is going to have like heavy electric guitars, then that's what we're feeling like in that moment. And if, you know, or sure. did you find yourself, again, were you rooted in the, the sound that, it, that you had basically spawned from its, uh, from its predecessor? Or did you still feel completely free to take Sun Circle into any direction you sort of wanted, uh, wanted to in this time? Well, do you know, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I... I make stuff that all sounds pretty similar and I don't think it matters when, you know, if I made it in 2000 or 2020, it's going to sound the same. And it's funny because people say, Oh, it's got a really nice sort of nineties, 2000 sound. I'm like, that's cause that's just why I, that's the only thing I do. I no, think. I don't think that's true at all. So it's like, I'm not sure. but you know, true. no, I don't see that at all. I mean, gosh, that's the kind of the joy about you that I think that you've got a, such a variety. I see this is a sort of a more pertinent question, I suppose to yourself, right. because mm -hmm. you have the, say the jazz chronicles hat, you have the Peter Franks hat, you have the sun circle hat, you have uh, the Simon S hat uh, as well. And I, I, I kind of think that each one is its own headspace you know, f for yourself. Right. And I, I don't think it's similar stuff at all. I honestly, no, I really, really don't. I think that there are very obvious yeah. distinctions between, say, Jazz Chronicles and, and Peter Franks. Sure. And, uh, you know, Sun Circle is a, is a real quintessential future soul, new soul album. And I think that's where its, it's absolute beauty lies. So I was right. always very, very intrigued about it's an update of it. So when uh, I spoke yeah. to you both last year about what Sun Circle, you know, about new Sun Circle music on the horizon, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting about where they'll take it. Will it be more like hip hop inspired production like you did for Nathan? Yeah. You know, that production is vastly okay. different to Sun Circle mm -hmm. stuff, don't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's it's funny because the, the stuff on this ep for instance um was kind of like you know older stuff updated musically that is um and then some kind of newer bits that and you know you kind of sit there and you go well these kind of maybe this will make sense together but that will depend on what 
Deb does with that right. because she, you know, she might approach it from more her sort of solo angle or because I think, I think the Sun Circle stuff does have a more um, uh, sort of unique sound, I think, from where Deborah's coming from, um, if anything, mm. uh, lyrically and what she does vocally. I think she's, it's a bit freer for her. And, and you know, and it's inspired, I think we're inspired by different things at different times. And that, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, that informs what we make a lot of the time, I think. So I think the, the influences that, that sort of follow behind what we've done for this, very distinctly different from maybe, you know, yeah. like you say, I don't know, Peter Frank's track or what Deb does solo. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, there is a difference. There is a trail. You know. That's if, if 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 I may say, I think that's a, a really great. That's really well put in terms of it's freer because there are songs on um, on on Reborn where like Deborah's using her voice as an instrument. She's there aren't mm. lyrics, you know, and yeah. it's it, it that's that's a great way to, of looking at it in terms of it just being freer music to kind of enable her to because on solo projects you you haven't done that. Is that right, Deborah? This is where I get tongue-tied. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the awkward thing of trying to um, decipher your own role in something. I think if I can say about Sai, he's being very self-deprecating yes. as he usually <laughs> is about his own music and you've sussed that completely. And I agree with you that I feel that he has very distinct personas yeah. um, within those different um, musical entities and he's very good at being able to create different moods and different um atmospheres within those um specifics um and that's why sun circle i think has its own feel and its own vibe which is why we always know when a song is going to be a sun right. circle song because um Sai will feel it's got that that musical sun circle element and then i'll come at it from the perspective of yeah, I feel I can write to this, but without realising that I'm writing it maybe from a Sun Circle perspective rather than a Deborah Jordan perspective. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I kind of feel like I approach all my writing in the same way. So I'm kind of going, really, do I have a Sun mm. Circle persona and a Deborah Jordan persona? I don't know. Is that mm-hmm. I'm the same person trying to just make what I feel fits with that particular music. So... Um, it's very kind of you to say that um, I sound freer on it and that um, I'm using my voice as an instrument. And um, especially when it comes to backing vocal arrangements and stuff like that, you know, I always like to have fun with that. And, and Sun Circle does give me the freedom to, to play with those quite a bit. So hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I just love making music. And, you know, especially when Sai just hits the sweet spot for me musically and then I feel that I can melodically and um, arrangement-wise add to it in the right way. It just feels like it's that that right connection. Have you ever approached your songwriting from the perspective of, I'm not going to be Deborah in this moment. I'm going to be Janet. I'm going to be Janet with this experience and telling this story, which is completely something that would be completely fictitious for you. Uh, you don't have to go with the name Janet. I just wanna... <laughs> but th- th- this notion of... <laughs> to Janet Jackson in the park. <laughs> that was that was exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that kind of notion of a of like a faux persona 
you know, um, an alter ego almost where you've, you, I'm going to just attempt to write a song and that is not related to any experience that I've had. And, and I'm going to try and make this as real and believable as, as the most real experience that I've had of that kind of persona, I guess with like, you know, jazz chronicles or peter franks have you ever kind of considered a, uh, attempting to write a song from just a completely new perspective on the one hand the answer is i don't think so um and on the other hand it's probably i probably have but i didn't realize right. it or i didn't succeed <laughs> right and it still came out sounding like me um i I, I can definitely say that there are tracks that I have sung on in the past that I have said, this is not me, use a different persona, because I don't want to necessarily be associated oh, no. with the person to this, um, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, but writing-wise, I don't know. I think, um, I think because I've been um, blessed to be working on projects that um have either been mine or that you know I've been very involved in you know I'm even thinking of um elements that I added to sort of Silhouette Brown album um because I hadn't really written before then um I think it's it's one of those things where it's again just quite organic and you just let yourself do what you feel is appropriate for the track that you're working on so rather than me kind of going, right, you know, today I will be Sasha Fierce or right. today I will be Janet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome persona. I love her. Um, I think it, for me, it's just the kind of, right, what's what's the music telling me it wants to have right. on it? Uh, what what connects to it? And and then trying to follow that expression through as, as honestly as possible. Right. Wonderful approach um so uh i guess uh with with life stories we have uh six uh in, well uh five i guess uh, incredible tracks and then we have a, a bonus uh track from a new collaborator for yourselves up and comer mark rapson on <laughs> remix, <laughs> on, on remix no. duties uh, i love that he's uh part of the project as well um it, it's a it's a nice touch bearing in mind that you know the the extensive lineage with the label and each of you uh individually uh as well but uh I, I suppose for the the sort of the main course of the album uh the five tracks we have cry which is a killer open eye message i think i text simon yesterday uh just like <laughs> oh my gosh like it's it's a glorious opener uh my heart life stories again a, ugh, so good that's such a great the title track is fantastic uh, the reprise and then I won't let you down um, uh, congratulations again it's it's a, it's a wonderful continuation of the, the sort of the Sun Circle um, uh, you know uh, legacy and body of work that it's sort of amassing how do you kind of how was the process putting it, everything together it well I mean it was really cool because I you know I've got a, you know I've got a little sort of special place in my heart for some of this stuff, I think. And um, it's, I mean, Cry, for instance, has been around sort of, you know, musically for a long time. Oh. Um, and, you know, it kind of, it was sort of semi-written for a long time. And then we sort of, re, you know, revisited that not so long ago. 
And then that one kind of went, you know, you could actually get something together, actually, you know, with this project again. Mm. So that was that was that was the track that kind of sat there in the back of my mind somewhere for you know for many years, going, one day we shall you know mm. look into it again. Um, so that was nice, and then that that really sort of uh, kickstarted the the rest of the, oh, the, the project. We had we had ideas. Mm. Had ideas, but it was it was all down to what Dev wanted to, or how Dev wanted to approach those those tracks mm. vocally. Um, but but you know having Mark on there is is just you know amazing because and you know you can't overuse Mister Rapson, can you? You can't. <laughs> you can't. You just have to. Have... I mean, I want him to remix every single <laughs> every song. You know. Ever. <laughs> I think he must laugh about that as well because you know it'll be like, oh, okay, uh, I'll give it a go then. Cool. Uh, he must be thinking, I've, I've done every single <laughs> thing recently. But you know, glad glad he has because he just and often he doesn't have the original track as a reference. Oh, wow. He just he just takes the voice the voice the, vo- uh, the voice parts the vocals and just goes with that. He goes, give me the tempo, give me the vocal. So he has no idea what the original's like. Amazing. Yeah, which is incredible. This time he did because he played keys. Oh yes, he does. On, yes, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. On, on one of, on, on the on the the, the track he remixed yeah. as well. So, um, and our, our our great friend Rachel played flute on Cry. Mm-hmm. She's she's amazing. She's lovely. Um, so we're glad she's involved as well. But yeah, Mark Mark just does this thing, you know, where he just reimagines and, and takes things to to you know places you never you never thought it could mm-hmm. go. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful remix. Never. What did you think when you heard? Uh, were you were you guys involved in the in in it at all, or is it a case of he just sends it when it's done and goes, "This is it." Oh, he just sent it. Right. He did his own thing, sent it back, and we sat listening to it, and we were both just stunned. <laughs> we were kind of like, "He's done it again, the swan," <laughs> but we love him. Amazing, because <laughs> you have that that moment of how does he do it? How does he constantly pull something that you? never imagined was in the track out of the track because mm. you're so used to hearing the track in a, a certain guise um and yet you know as i said he is able to just hear something completely different and, and bring it to life in a way that just uh, re-inspires you and, and re-motivates mm. you you know mm-hmm. it it just brings the track to life again in a in a new way for yeah. you um which is so beautiful because as I say, you know, you get so used to hearing something in a certain context that when you then hear it in its sort of new clothes, if you like, um, it's it's just a blessing that somebody was able to um, take something that you've lived with and reimagine it, re-inspire you and, and, and bring it to life, you know? I think when, when he remixed the track, I said, okay, so now we can do something with this because, you know, the whole thing, that the, you know, as an, as a, as an EP, because it's, you know, he's kind of, you know, rounded it all off with that remix. Mm. Um, and he's, a, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's just, unbe- I, I said, Mark, how did you, because t- I, I was listening to it thinking it's, it's a different tempo, but it isn't because mine's really, you know, sort of just straight and, you know, bump, bump, bump. And then he's just, I said, what, what's the break? What did you, and he's, he played the drums on that thing. I'm like, that raps and really? <laughs> So he played the drums and re-looped it and chopped it. And I'm like, this guy just, I don't know, he plays the bass line. He just does everything. It's just incredible. So it's just, it's amazing to see what he does 
Mm. And I'm still as excited about him remixing something, especially that we've done. Yeah, always. Since mm. the first time he did, the, I think probably Stars Fall Down was probably the remix he did for us first, I think. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's still as amazing for me. Amazing. I mean, it, it's great, sort of the nature of uh, the, the project as an EP uh, as well. Uh, was there a, a reason that that was the uh, approach as opposed to a full length? Was it just about sort of, you know, testing the waters, so to speak? Was there any specific reason why you've gone for a, an EP's length of tunes? So we have, mate. I love it. That's such a great answer. <laughs> oh dear. No, do you know? It actually, we were we were thinking. Okay, let's do. Let's let's see what we've got, and let's see how much we can we can do. But I be, was always thinking it was going to be an album. Yes, right. and I kind of was. I kind of was. I was like, this would be good. We, you know, do another album. That'd be nice. But then, at the same time. I was like, I'd really like to do a project where we do like some live stuff and, you know, getting like a sort of something that sounds a bit more Peter Franks-ish, but, you know, kind of still with Sun Circle kind mm. of like, so, you know, involving more musicians and, and live elements to it. And and that stuff's, you know, sample heavy. And I just thought, well, that stuff's kind of there. The rest of the year, schedule-wise, there's just no, there's nowhere to put an album, right. even if we finished one. So... Um, we, we're, you know, we, we just, well, let's do that now, you know, maybe people, you know, be really like, you know, happy that we've, we've done some new Sun Circle after all this yeah. time, but then have that as a standalone project, um, with the view of, you know, starting an album probably next year. Or in 12 um, years. Yeah. No, I'm joking. That was well, my next question was going to be like, are you kind of like, yeah, this is definitely where we're at now, and and like you're keen to kind of revisit it. I was a joke. Oh, I was wow. a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. That we we are definitely um, motivated and oh, inspired to uh, make more music together um so yes a sun circle album is definitely on the cards and um i think Cy definitely has been wanting to take sun circle into a more non-sample driven project so i think it will be really nice for us to be able to just kind of spend a bit of time in the studio together noodling with you know uh instruments and and coming up with uh, just random creative things and then seeing what we can do with those, whether they turn into samples that are then used within the track. So kind of non-conventional sample. But um, I think wanting to kind of make it a a more live and um, our own music driven mm. rather than just sample based um, will will give us new inspiration as well and help us to kind of just let it evolve and grow into what it wants to be now. Yeah. Uh, one of my ideas was actually to um, to have Mark involved, have Mark produce it all with Deb singing <laughs> on it and then we call it Sunset. <laughs> oh no. I'm, I'm, you can just I'm, sit I'm, in the studio. I'm and... so okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! No, that would that would not be the direction. That's not what it would be. 
Mark's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's the. <laughs> but no, no, on, on, no. Seriously, though, we we you know, it's it's there's there's going to be some time over probably over the summer, and maybe the autumn to you know sort of get our heads into yeah. that. I know it sounds weird, you know, like planning. You know, we're sat in our studio here talking to you, but you have to plan, you know, chunks of time and within that time know that you can do that you know what i mean yeah, absolutely so it's quite a, it's, a, it's a strange concept but it, it is what it is man. the interesting thing is that in spite of of living together we actually spend very little time together <laughs> doing creative things um and we need to rectify that we need to actually find that time and space to be able to just come into the studio you know even just listen to the immense amount of vinyl in here and be inspired and and then go ah I've got a brilliant idea let's try this um and to just play with it rather than feeling like right we've got to come into the studio and I've got to finish the song tonight and it's got to be out by next week (laughs) um which you know you sometimes feel that pressure of you know get it done get it done get it done and get it out Mm. but um obviously not with 12 years in between records but (laughs) Uh, we would rather take our time with it and have it be the thing that we want to to represent us rather than rush something out and feel that we haven't done it justice or or allowed ourselves to express ourselves in the way that feels honest. Right. Because as you well know, you know, one of the things that always comes up when we talk together is um, integrity within what we do. And, and that's the thing that, that really means so much to us to have our music have that integrity and that um honest expression of who we are and why we are making music so you know sometimes it takes a little longer than we want and usually that's my fault so honest honesty is uh, you know the best policy and we are lefties <laughs> oh gosh no, I can't think of two harder working people. I really, really can't. The amount of stuff that I mean, the, as the label, obviously that you both are so involved in every project that comes out, I will refuse to accept that as an answer. <laughs> I'm striking it from the record. <laughs> but do you mind if I ask, Deborah? You said something that I—it's kind of been on my mind for a while, actually. About I suppose the, the kind of the nature of collaboration between the two of you, because I guess there isn't a huge amount. That pre- I mean, there's there is a good amount of work um, that you guys have actually released together. I mean, you've guessed it on several of Simon Simon's projects, Jazz Chronicles, and the uh, Music for Alternative Souls album. Um, but um, you know, like your solo albums uh, aren't littered with produced by Simon S. Kind of uh, obviously as a you know executive producer, I imagine you're involved in every song, Simon. But um, uh, you know, you you've you know there isn't that that kind of that huge extensive extensive body of kind of work between the two of you if you collect everything over the years obviously there's there's a great selections but um uh yeah is there is there a reason why that's not not necessarily been the case luckily deborah's association yes. with many um, you know incredible producers over the years has you know created um wonderful albums and I think even though, you know, as a family of, of people, music people, we're, we're much tighter and, cl- and maybe more closed um, nowadays. Um, we've, you know, we've still got people like Mark and, you know, Mecca, mm. K15, you know, Tris, Old English, 
all the you know all the people that contribute to these these projects and you, you can't you know you have to just be honest you have to sort of just go, sort of look at the tracks and go oh, well these ones work yeah. you know so um it's not for want of you know trying basically mm-hmm. i'd like to be involved in more but i i have to also like you said i have to also have that kind of executive producer hat on where it's like yes but the best probably best way to do this and form this is you know this and is the idea guys what do you think how's it flow you know um th- does it come together as a project and that that you know i have to you know be honest about all of that and there, there were more tracks for i think seeing the dark hanging about but you know we we had what we needed and 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 you know it, it works so i mean from my point of view that's that's this has to be honest you know Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> looking at me like <laughs> I just want to say that question obviously in no way was to sort of be a discourteous to obviously the, as you say Simon that the connections Deborah's made uh uh in the industry or you know the the weight that her name carries uh and and the doors that that has subsequently opened up through her own projects with Silhouette Brown uh Robert Mitchell etc etc so I, I I hope that question wasn't um didn't come across this courteous to to everything that you've achieved at, at all Deborah it's just the fact that obviously you both make wonderful music uh, individually and together and um, and it's just yeah I was always just sort of intrigued that there's not like a huge amount uh, necessarily between the two of you sorry Deborah go ahead no not not at all I I find it an interesting one because um I think I think part of it is that we see us as sun circle so right. that's interesting that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Us working together is this other entity mm. rather than, um, you know, Deb Jordan album or uh, a Simon S album or a Peter Franks album or a whoever. Um, so I think part of it is that together as a, as a unit, we are Sun Circle. And so, you know, for the many reasons of life intervening, mm. etc., it's taken a long time for us to, to come back to creating more Sun Circle music. Um, I do also think that um, given the, given Cy being busy with his other projects, um, so, you know, me not being around to be able to kind of focus and devote my time to Sun Circle and Cy being able to devote time to his projects means that, you know, other vocalists were involved and um, that's a beautiful thing because sometimes I get very jealous and very protective and go, well, why can't I sing on that? I'm, I'm here. I should. <laughs> I'm Deborah freaking Jordan. <laughs> I know you know who I am. <laughs> and you still haven't put the pieces together. And sometimes I do have my little kind of internal diva wobble where I go, he doesn't want me on that Oh, track. no. Want somebody else on that track, not me. That means I'm not good enough. Okay, I'll go back to doing something else. And it's, it's that weird singer insecurity thing that I know. You know, if if Georgie and Caro listen to this, they'll just be going, "Yep." <laughs> oh no! Exactly the same thing. And it is a ridiculous headspace because we, you know, we all love working with Sai, and he makes music for all of us, and it all works perfectly. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, you know, I've been very blessed to have an amazing musical family giving me incredible music to write to. And as I said, we 
we let the project develop and evolve in the way that feels natural to whatever that project is. So if that means that it's got less beats by Simon on it, then so be it. You know, we're not just going to put Simon tracks on it because we live together yeah. and you know, we're a couple and yeah. that kind of thing. However, having said that, the contract for the next album is 75%. You know, I don't, even, I don't even care who's on it. The other 20% goes yeah. to Dilla and then I get five. Yeah, something like that. We triangle by me throughout the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, how is that kind of? I say, I suppose it's an interesting thing because you're, you know, the, the way that say you make music, you know, you can be alone in a room for a jazz chronicles project and release and and have a, a complete album uh, through that. But then you also have that situation where you're creating music for for vocalists and uh, rappers, etc. Uh, what are those kind of different? What how those sort of those the differences in, in kind of creating uh, in that way? Is there benefits to each? Is there uh, downsides to each? Um, I... Having to work with singers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty dicey, but other than that, I don't know. I think the thing is, it's, I think it's, it's just not as complicated as people imagine. I think, especially the way I, I make music. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm playing an old record, for instance, and I go, oh, that sounds great, and I'll sample it, and then I'll mess with it, and I'll go, oh, this is, for, this is definitely for, you know, I have, a, I have someone in my, in my head, you know, as I'm doing it. So it's already earmarked, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so, so I'm, you know, it's, it's just not thought about too much. It's just, it's just happened. Mm. It, it, you, just, you just get a vision of, of obvious, who that is, it? yeah, pretty soon. And then it's, okay, well, that's there you go. That's the folder for them. This is the folder for, you know, whoever else. And then, then that's how the thing's build. And then all of a sudden you've got six or seven in each kind of folder in your head. Um, and on you go. That's nice. That's cool. And hopefully finish one mm. of them, you know, at least. Mm. So, yeah. Very cool. That's quite the process it's been so far anyway. Uh, it's working, man. It's working. It's very, very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it always takes a while, but it's, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's it's kind of the notion of creating and creativity, and it's not something that you can rush at all, is it? I mean, it's difficult to be beholden to kind of schedules and me asking annoying questions of what took so long, you know, with things <laughs> like that. You're kind of like, dude, like, you can't just walk in a room and create a song and, or an album in a week and right. done. You know, it, it takes the time it takes, right? I wish I was one of those beat makers that could just, you know, those guys just spend all day making 50 beats right. a day. <laughs> and just, you know, so they've just got eons of music. Yeah. You know, I, I just wish I had, if I was, I, I'd love to be in a studio all the time, but then at the same time, I don't think I'd make the same music. So it's kind of the, not the time pressure, but the kind of, the, you know, the little gaps that you have in your life to make music yeah. also help to make that music. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's not like time pressure situations, but it's, okay, well, I've got a nice Sunday afternoon here. Let me just so, – and that informs what you make mm. um, as well as, you know, whatever's influenced you for that day or the, the week before. Right. So there's so many elements that come into it Yeah, f- for me anyway. Absolutely. Um, but, it's, you know, it's all still enjoyable. Mm. 
Yeah, it must be the best thing in the world. I honestly can't. I mean, you guys are really living the life I would have thought, you know, in terms of where you have this, this situation, you have this hub, this this sort of vessel of, of kind of creating, the, of releasing music and creating the music with an incredible team around each of you. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine from a, from a creative perspective, from an artist perspective, it's all anybody could have could aim for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, from a personal point of view, I mean, just, to, you know, have 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 the the option to just go hey you know evan maker 83 do you want to do a project yeah you know hey mark you got any projects what, what are you up to what, what do you want to do how do you want to do it just because it's just what we do it's what we talk about it's what we think about 24 7 so we never you know i don't know anything about say evan's personal life we just talk <laughs> right. that's it i have no idea <laughs> we, you know mark mark I don't really know much about, you know, he could be, I mean, he could be a really dodgy. <laughs> the thing is, it's no. just, it's just, no, I do you know Mark a little bit more, but we, it's you just, know, it's Evan. pretty much straight down to music. Yeah. Chop. You know, you just, everyone's just like, oh yeah, I heard this, or I've got this beat I made. And it's kind of the communication is just all based around that. Yeah. We do, we do know these guys. They're I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you, it's just it's so urgent when 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 anyone's got some music they just send me it and say yeah this this just came out today man sending it to you now what do you think it's not like oh by the way you know my car's getting its mot there's nothing like yeah. that there's no details of life it's just music hmm. so to, to know that that's around you all the time is just amazing right. it's really inspiring for me yeah absolutely i imagine for well, certainly for the both of you um it must be incredible to just be able to have those people as you say to facilitate all these kind of creative uh desires and and kind of whims that you you each must have right Deborah, is that imagine the same for yourself right well, well i would say that maybe i'm the one that ends up having the life conversations with everyone <laughs> 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 so maybe the kind of you know purely music driven conversations happen with right. sight and then I, guy thing. I <laughs> have the kind of life and music and everything else conversations right. because of just you know how I operate. Um, no, these these people are our family, and we you know we're a super tight connected mm-hmm. bunch, and um, we're, we're not necessarily in each other's pockets every day, but that's only because we don't have this beautiful mansion where we can live as a commune right. yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're working on it, you know. We would love for that to be the case. Just lock everyone in in the studio for three weeks at a time. But um, no, again, um, we'd love nothing more than to be able to hook up and actually just be in the same studio together, making music all the time. But unfortunately, life gets in the way, and you can't do that. But what we can do is try and be part of each other's life, part of each other's family and our journey, and the music is part of that. So it, it's all interconnected. It, it just all is part of the same thing. You know, we wouldn't be the, the people we are without the music right. and we wouldn't have connected with these people were it not for the music. And so the music then informs the rest of the relationship um, and, and life becomes part of mm. that. But we're just incredibly blessed to have the right people be part of our family. Yeah. And speaking of the the right people, uh, next month, as I'm, I imagine you guys are very aware, um, uh, will mark the one year anniversary of uh, a project that 
facilitated all these incredible uh, minds and obviously saw uh, yourself, Deborah, obviously front and center for See in the Dark. So next month is a, is a year uh, since oh, the project's yeah. release. Um, is it? Yeah. yeah so like how, oh. I mean, for, again, for, e- for each of you, uh, you know, you've, it's a project that has had a, a wonderful life uh, in, in that year. You know, it's been um, bolstered by oh, dream remixes uh, from a, a real dream team. Uh, of, of of producers from uh, Katie Tatham, D- DJ Spinner, uh, Mark Rapson, and uh, Nicolay. You've had uh, you know uh, vinyl releases. We've had you know uh, digital exclusives. I mean, it's it's just it's an album that has just continued to to kind of blossom in it in its own life. How how has that year uh, for yourself, Deborah? How has that been to kind of see it embraced continually after all this time? What what's really beautiful is that we we did an interview um a few days ago and um i hadn't realized that it's like coming up to a year but a year on somebody said to me um that they had suffered quite a few losses this year and that i'll see you again has been one of the the tracks that's kind of kept them going and just been able to allow them to process and grieve and experience and still in some way feel okay um so especially for that track to be one that that people reference again and again and say wow thank you for for bringing that to us because it's helped us through um that feels incredibly special and you know it might only touch five people on the planet but to know that those five people have had that connection with me through that song is the greatest blessing. So it, it means the world. And it has been just so beautifully received. There have been so many um, beautiful, supportive comments, posts, people with, you know, photos with their copy. Um, mm. And to see me be part of their life, you know, be part of the soundtrack of their life is is just such an honour. You know, you're, you're sharing a, a piece of yourself with them and, and they're then returning that back to you. So... It's incredibly special and amazing, and and I have to thank Cy for for making that happen. Yeah, how's that year been for, for yourself, Simon? I mean, what a an incredible kind of a emblem for for Futuristica that album's gone on to be. I've really um, really enjoyed watching that album have its life, you know, start this you know a year ago, and and kind of still grow, you know, it's still growing, right? So people are still discovering it after a year and people are, you know, still talking about, they want to, you know, they just played it to someone and they've heard it for the first time. It's like, you know, Oh, where do I get this? Who's Deborah? You know? So it's linking all these things. And they're also finding out about the people that guest on it. People that produced Mm -hmm. it. So it's lovely. They all sort of see that as, Oh, they're they're all part of the same crew. They're all very connected. Even the remixes, um, you know, people that we've, we've respected, and bit you know loved for all, yeah for so many years and you know very sort of um you know loose connection with them but being able to connect more just through that has been you know amazing yeah it's really nice to talk to those guys after sort of watching their careers you know so all of those connections have been great and um yeah i still loved it i you know i loved the album um and you know the track Deb talked about. I'll see you again. That was last minute, man. That track. So the fact that that got on there somehow and it it all kind of worked and came together, and that is maybe the most important song on the album. 
for a lot of people it's incredible it's great it's um it is i've I, you know i i mean that song i i could i could talk about for a very long time i've written extensively about that song i i think that that's the one that's going to live forever and um you know even for these podcasts it's the most requested closing song we've ever had Oh, like wow. is it, it is honestly we, this is episode I'm recording right now episode 84 it is the most requested uh one where we where we, you know the guest as you guys know uh you get to close the song it is it is the most requested one uh that oh, wow. that it that's ever had and it's it's you know it's it's a piece of magic it's something that you um wow. and it's funny because we talked about like the remixes for it i mean for the album but then you have this mark grabson uh <laughs> remix which you know, I I always sort of approach certain things like, well, you you can't remix that song for you know for whatever that reason. It's like, well, that's perfect. That's a you know, it's a it's a it's just it's untouchable. You can't t- do anything with it. So the notion of remixing RCU again is 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 insane. Initially on paper, you kind of think, why why would anyone even attempt to to do anything? There's no improvement you I could make. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was what, really worried about it. What was your uh, what was your thoughts when you heard? this in i just this mind-blowing like he took this incredible sorry i'm i'm all over the place mark grapson's remix i'm obviously talking about uh which takes this just one of the greatest songs in the world which is obviously if we was categorized as a ballad and he turned it into a 90s diller-esque head nod which is just you know that how you can create a song from just two opposite ends of the spectrum like that i thought it was very much like um Sorry, I am waffling a lot now, but uh, like uh, Simon's Lately track, because and mm-hmm. it, that's kind of a song that goes yeah. the other way, where you have this fantastic, yeah. real hip hop kind of, you know, it's just a perfectly produced song. If you don't mind me saying, it's a, it is a perfect well, song. I could pick holes in that one, but oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't pick a single hole. That is one of the best songs I think that's ever had the words produced by Simon S on it. And I, the wow. notion of like that, if I when I saw it on paper, you know. So Mark Rapson remix. It was like, well, why would anyone even attempt to remix this? But then he's made this lush future soul kind of ballad with it. And it's this this wonderful, again, these kind of complete opposite ends of these the spectrum for this yeah. one song. So I mean, for what were your thoughts, Deborah? I guess initially on hearing that there was going to be a remix to it, and then B, when you actually heard it, what did you kind of think? You didn't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I, I, I was kept out of the loop entirely. <laughs> oh, how we Mr. Secret Squirrel. How here. we love. How we love. <laughs> he likes to do everything in the most secretive, deceitful manner he possibly can when it comes to uh, can being I just, worried about what my reaction might be. Can I just say something? So I said to Mark, Mark, you know, I, I, I really want to release that as a single. Like as a, just a standalone thing, you know, f- you know, for the reasons that you know we all know and Deb knows, and because of what it stands for and stuff. I said, but we, perhaps you need to twist it and remix it. And he, and he said, really? What? I said, yeah, you need to do something with it. And he's like, okay. It's the only time he's ever yeah. kind of sounded doubtful about doing something like that, which is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Like everything for the reasons you've just said. Um. Yeah, and then we didn't tell Deb about it, which is <laughs> what would you have said, Deborah, if they had said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna remix the song just as a." As... I, I would have been like super deadpan face, oh. like why, why, <laughs> why? 
why. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I could not get my head around it when he said, you know, I've got something to tell you. Um, I couldn't get my head around it. And I was really worried because the song is so important yeah. to me and it, it has a very particular and, you know, epic full sound. And, you know, it is, it's a strong ballad. And to suddenly hear it as not that mm. was it's almost like a culture shock. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, what, 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 what just happened? I, I'm not understanding. Um, and it, it took a few listens for me. I, I listened to it the first time. I was like, I really don't know. Wow. Really? And kept, kept it internal. Cause I was like, obviously size really happy with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do I say? What do I do? Let's just listen to it oh, again. Wow. Um, and it's one of those things where it, it took me a couple of listens and then I went, the genius <laughs> done it again <laughs> because at first I just couldn't wrap my head around this ballad suddenly yeah. being not a ballad and you know a slightly sped up me and all that kind of thing and just hearing it in this completely alternative context did not make sense until I'd let it actually stand as its own yeah. thing and have its own life and its own its own uh, personality if you like once I listened to it as listen to it as a track on its own don't have the history attached mm. to it then you're like this is just brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and, and the fact that mark's six-year-old came up with a second oh, yes, you said, yeah. <laughs> and like blew my mind like, oh my god he's only he, he's watching his dad going i start can do that <laughs> start the bang get me <laughs> yeah Amazing. We need an ongoing roster. So, <laughs> well, you guys haven't heard my triangle yet, so let's not jump ahead but, and sign up people we don't really know about. <laughs> not get an email soon. <laughs> the contract's on its way. Yeah, very good. It's like, it's like I said about you never replied to my text. Like I told a note the other day, I was like, "Well, he never replies to my messages about all my <laughs> projects." <laughs> but they were in the state, by the way. We were laughing on that one. I actually realised when I when I said that to. There was, I hadn't clarified that it was a joke. You probably thought, oh, he actually is trying to send him stuff. <laughs> should I laugh at this or should I say, there, there, keep plugging away? <laughs> you know? oh, oh, we did laugh at that one. Trust me. But that's interesting, I guess. I suppose of, of any song like you would have heard, Deborah, I, I suppose there was a chance you, you know, you had every right to say, shut that down. Like you're not, we, you know. I, I appreciate what you're doing, I'm but that kind of authority, in <laughs> no. But for that song, I think you'd have every right in the world. I, I think you're right for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think I remember just thinking, like I thought before I pressed play on it for the first time, the changes would just be like minor, like a subtle re-edit or a rework. I never expected it for 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 just this genius reworking, and I just just mind blown and I, I was sold you know myself I was sold instantly I'd heard it and just thought I, I can't believe what that is. they've done it I just I, this is incredible and um yeah but it's interesting that it took you a few listens that's 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 amazing well that's the interesting is first listen I could hear how brilliant it was I just couldn't hear how brilliant it was for that song mm. because I was so used to it being this you know emotionally wrenching you know ballad that um you know I, I literally just talking about it I can see myself recording it crying you yeah. know trying to to get the vocal out and going downstairs to sign and saying right I'm gonna have to re-vocal this one but I don't think I can do it this year you know I'm gonna have to 
get myself together before I can approach mm. this. Um, so I could, I could hear how brilliant Mark had been in, in making the, uh, the, the rework, but, um, it didn't immediately connect for me in terms of for that song. But then, as I say, you know, just a couple more listens and then you were just like, how does he do yeah. it? How does he actually just figure out how to take something that shouldn't work? And yet it works so perfectly because mm. he, he does, he does it every time. And, and he really is a master of his craft. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, yeah, there's nothing else to say about it. It's like, it's, I completely agree. He's a genius. It, you know, anytime anyone might think he can be pigeoned into pigeonholed into one kind of Never. sound, it, you know, a song like that will come out and it will just completely, yeah. you know, subvert that expectation. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, at what point my final question about about the song um at what point do you think kind of like i'll see you again i mean you have i mean this is obviously wasn't a debut record you've made you know an incredible amount of of music and you know your your name is synonymous with you know i think the future soul genre um it's a revered name in music so you're by no means sort of beholden to any kind of pressures to this song but is there an element of you that kind of envisages album number four and thinks people are going to expect something now this song is this something a song for to top you know is this something that that you kind of feel like oh, what do i do with this it's like i i think um ordinary people for john legend you know i remember when his album came out the get lifted album and it was you know moderately well received but then boom ordinary people come out and he's a he's a superstar at this point and then he has to go into album number two and think everyone's going to want ordinary people again there needs to be like a you know a, i have to revisit this in some context or people are going to expect the follow-on from this do you kind of feel that element of pressure for i'll, I'll see you again when you kind of sit always, down for it always after 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 every record you you have that sense of I'm never going to write anything as good again. Um, and interestingly, had this conversation with uh, Miss Georgie Sweet the other day um, because she's having exactly that really? process right now where she's, you know, working on album two and going, I'm never going to write anything good ever again. <laughs> and you're like, Georgie, seriously? <laughs> you know, we've heard demos of this, that and the other, and it's just amazing. And, you know, she's effortless. And we all have those those immense self-doubts and, and the the crippling fear that we've written our best material already. Um, and I suppose the, the thing that I have to take away from all of that is, you know, it took me to get to this album to write that. So who knows what's to come? Um, I, I have to just let the process happen as it happens for me, which is, you know, hit and miss. Um, I have to continue to be inspired by the amazing people who send me the most amazing music to write to um and then hope that I can live up to my end of the deal really um and yeah if I can write anything that feels as genuine as, and as honest as that then I'll be doing my job mm. hopefully yeah. um but yeah it does it does feel like pressure <laughs> without yeah. doubt amazing how about yourself Simon when you kind of think about like what that song was meant to the the label and sort of going forward? Um, I think that Deborah's, Deborah's plan, well, not Deborah's plan necessarily, but 
I have a plan. <laughs> yeah. There's a loose train of thought that um, you know we we don't we we can't look at things like that necessarily because we never know when we're going to do another project of anybody of anything. We you know they're just we plan we have schedules but we never know when you know or we can't count our blessings. Um, so. But things t- tend to happen at the right times for a reason with the right people. Yeah. And I think that, you know, by the time that happens for Deb's next thing, next album or project, it will, ha- you know, that will become something really interesting and, and exciting in its own right. And and as far as I can tell at the moment, the, the thing that Deb's doing next is f- pretty different to you know, that, that song particularly and a lot of the last record. So um, that's really exciting because, you know, I know there's going to be something really interesting at the end of that little journey. She's wonderful. So the process has started for number four. Yes. Well, yes, but it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it has, yes. It's not number four. It's, it's, I see. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it is, but it isn't. Three point five. Yeah, it could be. It could be. T- it could be seen as number four, but it's very distinctly its own thing. Okay, as well, the first of its type or kind. So, but that you know, we'll start to reveal some of that maybe towards the summer. Okay. I think that's very very exciting. So, well, I guess congratulations to uh, to you both to kind of well the 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 forward planning of it is is exciting news. So that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank I quit. I, I'm mindful of your time, but I've only got another couple of hours of questions left. So don't worry. But I did. I did want to say again, uh, formally, um, a, a a massive congratulations to Futuristica hitting 15. Uh, always Woo! wonderful uh, news. That you've you you really are celebrating it in in, in incredibly fine fashion with uh, kind of the releases uh, that of you know, up to this point, uh, sort of, well, since, since, um, seeing the dark, we've had, uh, Georgie Sweets, we've, we've mentioned that, gosh, that masterpiece of an album with Misunderstood, Nathan, uh, Thomas's brilliant Still Water, and, uh, La Notes, um, Rebirth, which has, uh, just come out-ish, like, uh, f- uh two months yeah. ago, February, I think, um, which has just come out, and that's, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, that album was produced by As Valet, did you know that they're married? Do you know? <laughs> it's a funny thing. <laughs> Only the other day, I said, "Why are you in the same room again?" <laughs> Uncle Asvale's come over to look after the kids again. That's that's what had happened. <laughs> Did you know they were married? Because I didn't, and that was oh, embarrassing. Man. But that's okay. <laughs> I I did kind of say to him, "Sorry." Have you not told him that? <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> but um, so it's it, it's been such a great selection of of releases. You guys must be uh, uh, beaming with with kind of the projects that have been carrying the futuristic banner um, over the last uh, over the last year. And and Deborah, as I understand it, it was your idea. Nathan Thomas's uh, project was going to be two EPs, and it was you that said, "Hey, what the heck? This is a, a whole yeah. album here." Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally sat at the same table going, what on earth are you two talking about? 
what ridiculous notion is this? I'm going to stick my oar in and say, nope, it's an album. Just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. She was damn right. Yeah, it was a great call. It's a it's a wonderful project, and um, it was a joy to talk to him about it. Yeah, it really, really is, and it really does make him proud. Yeah, it really, really does. It's incredible for the sort of the how long he's been in the industry uh, and everything. So it's wonderful for him to have this as his kind of, you know, that that you know that symbol of everything that he's put into it yeah. and uh so yeah he should be incredibly proud as as well as you guys should be for georgie sweet uh, i i was uh, on streaming uh her performance uh very recently um her first live performance was it yes her, her solo. first yeah. live performance unbelievable incredible i couldn't believe it <laughs> amazing yeah. You guys must be so uh, proud with everything that that you know she's come got to to this point. How well oh, her well, received her album was, uh, as well. It just you know, and how long you guys have kind of been affiliated with her is incredible, isn't it? Could not be more proud of her. She she is incredible. She's amazing. Yeah, it's God, a flawless project, and uh, yeah. obviously La Note's uh, rebirth, which is again for it to come out after the Electric Conversation albums and um, on the the fifteenth year of the label it's just it's so it's a yeah it's a perfect inclusion for for this year as well so congratulations to you guys as well i know that must mean a lot to you both yes absolutely thank you the notes the note the notes are real you know that's close to my heart that one yeah she's you know she it was it was brave it's a big step for her to be able to go back and do that yeah and do music again after you know various things that have happened so um just it's Wonderful. beautiful for, for me to see her in the spotlight as well. I mean, mm. not to say that she wasn't in electric conversation, but to see her just owning herself and being that solo artist and going, right, this is me, this is what I want yeah. to say now. And it is a real honest expression of her and her soul. And she shines such a bright light. I couldn't be more proud of her as well. Yeah, it's a brilliant album. It was a joy to talk to. I, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've spoke to each of them uh, for episodes. So um, it's kind of to get to talk about uh, the impact that you guys have had on each of them as well is a very wonderful thing. So uh, again, uh, you know, these are all great symbols of everything that of your efforts uh, as well. So again, they're they're great um, uh, flag wavers for Futuristica and uh, yeah, for yourselves as well. So again, massive congratulations to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the final thing I want to pitch to you guys: pop quiz. Dun, dun, dun. And it's gonna be this is. I thought it was the triangle thing. <laughs> yeah, I prepared a three-hour performance, and I <laughs> me solo. I'm ready. It, it, it doesn't matter because if you give it to Rapson, you'll just do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Where did all this, these drums and piano? Where did this come from? <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't my vision. Wasn't vision. Um, okay, here we go. I'm gonna fire. There's no time limit on this, but I can. Uh, I'm gonna fire you just a couple of questions. Uh, just to um, uh, f- see how wrong we get. No. <laughs> well, you, these are these are subjective, though. There, there is no okay. nothing incorrect um, at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to throw these at you. Uh, so, sure. if you each had to start uh, a t- another two person group um, with another, so uh, so Simon, you with another vocalist, and Deborah, you with yeah. another producer, um, then who would you who would you each pick? What like of anybody? Yeah. Who would be a dream kind of uh, person for you to oh do it with? Jeez, you can answer first. Uh, 
going to take me another 12 years to come up with one. <laughs> wow, that's deep. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, I, I, know, I know mine. I know mine. Go on then. Okay. I would love, I would, and I've always loved, and he's never got it together, but I love him dearly. I would love to do a full album with Rep Life. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, and and I know that's the case for probably, you know, the, all the producers that work with us as well. That's a really interesting yeah. pick. Wow, excellent! And and I'm going to make sure he hears that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to link him here because <laughs> he needs to he needs to hear it. That's my guy, Rep Life. Amazing. Obviously, the Unclosed Mind uh, came out some years ago now. Yeah, on Futuristica, which is a brilliant project. So uh, featuring two vocal contributions from Deborah as well. So, yeah, great mm. pick. That's a really interesting pick. I just can't stop myself, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I just have to interfere. No, <laughs> enhancing these projects into to wonderful levels. That, of course, yes, the interference, as you call it, is more than welcome. So uh, who would you pick, Deborah, to, uh, uh, to kind of as a producer uh, for an entire project uh, under a new, under a collaborative effort? God, I don't know. Producer, <sighs> That, that is seriously so hard. Mm. Um, wow. There's, there's too many. There's too many. Um, Don't look around at my room. I know, I'm looking, <laughs> looking around the room desperately. <laughs> desperately. Um, I, I honestly don't know because I feel like I work with the people that I really want to work with you know I've been blessed with the Kylie remix been blessed with Spinner Nicolay I'd love to do more with Nicolay um that's a good pairing Mark definitely you know mm. obviously you know we're joking about him being involved in everything but <laughs> he should be involved in everything because he's a genius mm. um so to to get to work with with Mark very very deeply on something would be would be awesome once we can make the time for that. But there are just so yeah. many amazing producers. But I am so blessed to work with the people I work with because they really they get me, yeah. and so I feel like I um, I get the best of 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 everything. You know, not only do they give me all their skill and their talent and their creativity, but they actually come at it from a perspective of how is this going to work for for deb as a singer so you know what more can you ask for perfect uh, i'll take it i'll take it this is a cool. sort of an extension cool. to that question uh name uh, for each of you name an artist you'd love to collaborate with that you haven't done so before mm. <laughs> i would love to do something with like a thundercat or a hiatus oh, coyote. Nice. I mean, that would just be off the hook. That would just be amazing. Great picks. Great picks. Yeah. That's a really good pick. Don't oh. look at your records. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> I'd like. I'd always like to have, and this is this goes back years. Wanted to do something with with Sam floating points. Oh wow! Nice. But, you know, not assume that I could even collaborate musically, like have him do something with, you know, a project that we've already done or I've, you know, I've been involved in somehow. So like, 
some sort of remix mm. or you know kind of re reimagining of something we've done because he's he's one of my one of my favorite <laughs> musicians in the modern yeah. era for sure. wonderful pick yeah two good picks okay so um pick one song from your respective catalogs to introduce your music to a prospective new fan Oh, <laughs> that means I have to remember my own songs. Um, Let me just look through the CD here. <laughs> um, what, what have we done? I think, uh, I think for me, obviously, it would have to be "I'll See You Again." Yeah. It's it's just the obvious choice. I think. If I could pitch one for you, for yourself, Deborah, aside from that one, I'd say "Lullaby." I'm really? Sure, that record. Do you know what? That is um, an amazing memory for me. I love that track. It really, um, I hadn't actually done that much writing and recording um, before then. So to then have that track and to have this kind of huge vision of what I wanted vocally and to not have any clue how I was going to layer so many (laughs) vocals, not knowing how to use logic properly. that was just uh, amazing, and it, I do love that track. Not not because of me being on it, but just um, the music is so beautiful, and I I just had a connection to it the moment I heard mm. it. So to be blessed to be allowed to to write something to that was just beautiful. Yeah. It is a fantastic record. Another perfect, perfect, perfect record. Yeah, I love that. Song. Thank you, Simon. Um, I'm gonna say. Anything I did with Oz. Wow. Mm. Just yeah. because, yeah, for obvious yeah. reasons, he just, yeah. That, um, just the beautiful track that, that you, you guys have for Music for Alternative Souls is, again, another masterpiece. Yeah. And I told you, I think we spoke I, recently and I, I mentioned that that song as well. And I, I again, I thought that yeah. song. Oh, well, you know, yeah, it's just, mm, that was, a, that was a, a lovely time. That was a lovely time doing that with Oz. And I think that brought out the best in both of us. Yeah. It was I a think. special yeah. project. Mm. So I had to put those tracks on my own. That's, that's for yeah. sure. Excellent. No, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Great picks. Uh, now pick a song from each other's catalogue to introduce to a prospective new fair. So, Simon, you're going to say, hey, have you heard Deborah Jordan? She's an amazing singer. You should listen to... And, obviously... I'll do this, but as long as we don't speak about each other in a third person, it's just the weirdest thing. <laughs> I think that's already happened already. I'm a bit fucked out by that. No, I'm going to say... I'm going to say, for Deb, my favourite thing, my favourite... my my. Most loved track she's done is Nothing Last with Janeiro Jarrell. Wow. Nice. On on her first yeah. record. I love lots lots of lots of the songs from all the records, but that's just when I heard that in run, you, you cannot believe my my, mm. <laughs> my mind was blown all over the place. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's a great pick. That's a great pick. You've actually already mentioned one of my favorites which is lately ah. i think that is just gorgeous is. That, that's one of my you know vocalist envy jealous moments that one. Oh, that was going to be i was going to be my uh, next question actually 
I absolutely love that track. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I would pick lately. Um, I had heard interesting. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. I, I again, I, that's a, another flawless record for me. Um, is there? Yeah, uh, my question was going to be: Is there a song that Simon's released, and you kind of thought? I should have been the vocalist on that. That's what should have been me. <laughs> is there is there one that you kind of just thought apart from apart from lately? We'll we'll park that one. But is there any others? Or is lately your pick? Absolutely. I probably would go lately, but the the thing is that um Sai actually has this incredible knack as he said before, of when he's making a beat, he knows who he's making it for, really. Um, And he is pretty accurate and spot on in his choices. So even though I might have the envy, it's not because I would have done a better job. It's just because I have the envy of somebody else has got that amazing beat. Um, Because I don't necessarily think I could have done anything better on any of the tracks um, than the, the vocalist's have done in fact i know i couldn't because they they've brought all of his tracks to life in the most beautiful way um so yeah i i don't think i don't think i could have done any better and i have to say the the tracks with oz are just some of my favorite music regardless of who's involved in it you know it's obviously i'm biased um but the, the tracks with oz are just particularly special mm. and you know half human georgie that's oh, that, that is a killer killer track brutal killer. yeah that like six yeah. plus minute uh edit as well which is just the only version that should exist the 10 minute version of that should exist it's frankly brutal it's so good it, oh dude that album man oh so good uh my final question um Pick an album, and let's uh, 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 we'll park the albums. Say over the last year from Futuristica, uh, we talked about Leno and um, Georgie and Nathan. But uh, so let's try it if we can, if, uh, if you'll indulge me, uh, go a little bit deeper within the future Futuristica catalog. But what album from the Futuristica catalog would you th- would you cite as something everyone should own? Or alternatively, Ooh. another way of phrasing that is what what do you think should, probably more people should have should have been familiar with uh, oh, I, I know which one that is I know what you're going to say as well actually exactly the same one yeah I think so who wants to go as we write through the catalogue yeah I, I know I'm going to say it go on right yes. yeah. I, I, I did figure that was going to be Simon's pick as well yeah <laughs> prayer for exactly. love oh my good gosh oh, slept on slept on album that he is just such an amazing producer yeah. and that particular incarnation um just is is a beautiful expression of who he is um so yeah i i really think people slept on that yeah but that's that's okay because <laughs> because simon has a plan <laughs> because there, there will be some interesting things happening this year um based on the fact that it's the 15th year so we will be doing something mm-hmm. It reflects on that album um and then yeah and then po- possibly later in the year there might be something quite exciting as well wonderful so. i mean that's the thing like it's it, music's one of those things that people discover it at various times i that was like 2011 mm-hmm. uh uh initially upon release i only discovered that last year 
you know and it's just kind of the way i suppose the sort of the way things go isn't it but um it's it is you're right i I think uh, you know well done to you both it's a a great pick prayer for love again is just (sighs) mind-blowingly good so um yeah so good so so good that album um yeah so uh i have i have taken up so much of your time i feared i would so i probably should have told you that i <laughs> that this might <laughs> um i've i've had an incredible time i've had such uh i'm so grateful uh to kind of have had this sort of time with both of you i know we talked about the idea of you know like say um you guys collaborating and um you know and there hasn't been necessarily like a huge amount but honestly it's very very important that you both know that when it does happen it's absolute magic and um you know that your the sun circle projects from uh, 2009 and then the one from uh just now life stories they're incredible representations of the music you guys make as individuals and together and um there couldn't be anyone else um in sun circle dude so <laughs> you can't sub yourself uh, but it's uh it's it's a joy to kind of to, to have this time with you and and then some and again for both of you i i hope you'll you'll take that time again to just just you know for the heck of it throw uh the the debut the 2009 record on and uh just appreciate it for the wonderful wonderful piece of work that it is so uh because you, you yes you really you guys you both really really should uh, we talked about a closing song as we do every episode. Uh, so may I ask if the two of you had uh, a pick uh, to send everyone home super happy with? Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's going to be Bill Evans. Wow. And it's going to be Symbiosis Second Movement. Which isn't necessarily happy, but... <laughs> It's reflective. It's reflective. It's fulfilling. And there's a connection to Sun Circle, and it's it's a very, it's one of you know our songs as well. You know, it's just one of our favourite pieces of music. Yeah, it's just yeah, top five material. Wonderful. Mm 